live action. Cool. Mitchell Mule, welcome, man. Neighborhood Buckets. How are we doing? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure, man. The pleasure is ours. Um, so you're one of these, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, normal people that leveraged a platform like TikTok to all of a sudden have a, a big platform, a little bit of like clout and fame. Why don't you tell us about that? Well, I'd push back a little bit on the normal people thing because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little different here. But yeah, man, you know, I'm just just your everyday guy, man, and... I go, I go out there, I play basketball, and, you know, I set a couple iPhones up, record, and go home, chop it up a little bit, upload it online, and, hey, people are enjoying it. Why do you think people are enjoying it? Uh, it's because I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because I'm bigger. You know, it's funny. It's like uh, I was actually losing a bunch of weight, um, and I, was, I actually had lost about 100 pounds. I was up at 350. I got down to 250, and then ESPN picked up one of my videos, and like a bunch of the comments, they talk about my weight. And I'm like, damn, I got to gain some more weight to get some more followers. And that's might, where I'm at. <laughs> might lose a special touch if you if you remove that from the situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, th- I think that's what it is. But Well, I think that that's definitely part of it. But um, as someone who's played with you a bunch of times, um, you have a really unique play style as well. So I think it mixes with being a bigger dog. <laughs> like, you're, he he's a super flashy Super flashy place out. I kind of want to, like, where did you learn that? Where did you pick that up? Um, well, you know, ever since I was a little kid, man, I've just been, like, just a, a historian of the game, right? So, like, I had all the highlight tapes growing up. You know, I had to pistol Pete Maravich to come fly with me. Jordan, you know, the, the kid from French Lick, D, D, uh, VHS tapes. So I would just, you know, put those on and then go outside after I watched them and just try to mimic everything I saw. And, and that's really where I think it comes from is just – the repetitiveness of just going out there and trying things and not being afraid to fail, really. Yeah. The um, cultivation of all those skills from all those different people gives you your own unique style, just combining them in, in all the ways, what you whatever you took from it, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm standing on their shoulders, basically, and hopefully, you know, someone can get on my shoulders. I'm big enough. Um, <laughs> tell us about what it was like to get your content featured on ESPN for the first time. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, I, you know, I... I don't know how much credit I could take for that. It's probably more of the TikTok algorithm, you know, you know, people watching it. Um, but it's just getting out there and playing and recording as much as possible. And then, uh, you know, if you go out for three hours, it's e- it's easy to get 45 seconds worth of highlights in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, you know, I have a little background in technology, and that, that kind of helps with, you know, knowing how to cut things out and getting everything cropped in and, how long did you start putting out the videos before one got some attention and started to blow up a little bit? A couple months. You know, I was, I was just thinking about this before we started. And I, th- I think I started recording January, February, and then ESPN picked it up by, by April. Did you have the intention? I mean, obviously, when you put something out on social media, having it blow up and go viral is something I think everyone kind of wants but it was that like your intention or well it's gotten to a point where i didn't intend where it's at right now yeah of course you know i know my yeah. game's nice you know but uh no i didn't think it was going to be like this you know like it's it's pretty incredible where it's off right now like i'm talking to like real celebrities my dms and shit like it's pretty crazy uh, what celebrities uh like draymond green has hit me up hey, um wow. You know, I don't want to, you know, they're yeah. DMs. You know, yeah, don't you, don't wanna, you don't have to share anything too personal. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like, it's 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 kind of crazy. I just thought I'd pry a little bit if I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's badass, bro. He's fucking yeah, he defensive was like, he's, ghost he's right pretty now. athletic. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure am. What's, um, 
What's like uh, personally your favorite story, like pulling up as a bigger dog on the court, people maybe not expecting you to have these handles or skill set. What's your favorite story of like kind of showing out and showing up? Oh, man, like an individual, like what what I'm going for is like is to give people the unexpected, you know, like we go out and they're picking and they're picking people up. I'm never going to get picked first. Mm -hmm. So like I I just want to go out there and just like prove people wrong. You know, like I Mm -hmm. love I love people who like doubt me and hate on me. If, if you go through my comments, you'll see that. Like, I get way too into it. Um, but it's, it's got to be more of that, just, like, surprising people. You know, like, just talking a little bit of trash, but kind of being humble about it. But Coming out on top at the end? Just always coming out on top. If, if it's game point, give me the ball. Let's yeah, go. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> what made you get into pushing out content? Like, what was that? What made you want to make that shift? Uh, just, so, you know, that's a good, good question. Uh I just love watching myself. You know, I'm, I guess I'm kind of a narcissist, you know, by nature. Uh, so if I love watching me, like, I know there's got to be other people out there that want to see it too. You know, like I'll, I was recording the games just to watch back myself, you know, and I, I just get so much enjoyment. So I just wanted to put tapes out that I like watching and, and hopefully that kind of spreads out. That's sick. I was, uh, on the drive over here, I was listening, I was listening to this Mac Dre song and, and he goes, uh, I step to the mic with intent to lace those who lack the knack to max stack and break hoes. Let's go. <laughs> right. So like, so like that, that's kind of like what I'm going for. That's kind of what I'm going for on the court. It's like, I want to be able to motivate people. They, they, you know, just because you're fat, you're out of shape, you're slow. doesn't mean you can't go out there and have a great time. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted to just give people that illusion that they can do that too. That's beautiful. <laughs> I like that analogy a lot too, bro. That's fucking awesome. How you connected that. You, um, Circling back to something you said at the beginning about you realized when ESPN aired your clip that being bigger was kind of your strength. Do you plan on forever like prioritizing no. prioritizing that for content over like actual health or what? What do you? No, think I'm that? I'm actually getting pretty close to getting back on a diet because like it's mm-hmm. getting a little out. Of, <laughs> like the soreness each time I each each like week I go out I'm like oh, I'm a little more sore now than I was last yeah. week. So it's uh, <laughs> it's um. Probably January. I'll probably have a New Year's resolution to, and that hopefully that'll be my next round of endorsements is like weight, some kind of weight loss form. Yeah, I, I think like. people now that you have a <laughs> now that you have a platform and people are following your story, people will be interested in that as just as much as yeah, being right. big. You know, any company or or entertainer has to constantly reinvent themselves, right? Like, yes. Think Netflix. If they try to build the same store model as Blockbuster, then they would have been out of business. Exactly. And if they never if they never switch from subscription DVDs to streaming, then they would have died right there too. Right. So we have to constantly innovate and evolve. And I was thinking, I was like, before this podcast, I was like, that probably is his, uh, that's obviously the off actor in what you do, but it could transition transcend to what if you get in crazy, crazy shape one day and then people start following that part of your journey. You went from this, this superstar in this regard to, yeah, in shape, motivational guy. It's just yeah. a, an idea. I was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I know I need to pivot, man. I'm getting up there in age. I'm 36 now. Like, I'm not going to be able to just go out to the basketball court for the next 10 years and put all these highlight tapes. Uh, trying to find out what my next venture is going to be is uh, something I've been focused on since the first time I went viral. Yeah. So I didn't know. Like, they gave me the, the they coined the phrase neighborhood bucket. I'm thinking maybe I'll just go out to different communities, try to find uh, you know other people who are like me. Maybe that's something I can do. Maybe it's a podcast I can do. Who who knows what it's going to be next? But there's a lot of creative opportunity. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm always looking for it, but I'm going to keep riding this wave as long as I can. Hell yeah! 
Yeah, as far as like the future and what you're going to use, um, you know, leveraging your platform, you know, other than that, do you have any uh, other plans or like, you know, any big stuff that might be, that might be seem out of reach right now, but, um, you know, I want to start traveling. Um, I want to start going to like other, like famous, famous courts, you know, maybe get go to New York, mm-hmm. go to Rucker, you know, something like that, but <coughs> go, go down to Long Beach, you know, some of those courts. Um, that's something I'm working on talking to the other creators. Uh, if you guys know like Big Mac, he's like another big, big. I think I have seen it. Yeah, I've seen his content. So before. like I've been talking to him about getting up there and, you know, they have these runs in Vegas where they get uh, all the social media influence basketball players. So I'm, I'm trying to get involved and try to get uh, more connected to the community mm-hmm. uh, who are doing like me. Um, but until then, it's just, you know, down the street. and You got to get Draymond to collab on some content. Yeah. Yeah, hope he doesn't punch me. <laughs> yeah, straight up, huh? He's he's aggressive. Go oh, Warriors, yeah, yeah, straight yeah, up. Definitely. What was uh, was the piece of content that Sports Center took and shared? Was that the biggest piece of content that you had put out at that time? Definitely. What is no, it, to date the biggest? You know, I have this uh, this video of me doing dunks in a pool. Like I'm That's doing, I've like seen that one. Yeah. Pool. Like that one took off. That's got like at least 30, 40 million views by now. Damn. Across all these different um, platforms. Platforms. This is, yeah, that's an older one. Um, <laughs> so that one, I, there's another one in Boom. me at S Park. So. <laughs> and maybe you could break this down for people who don't know because you mentioned it right before we started the pod. How you're monetizing off views from this or like how does, what is the platform actually like giving you? So they do, um, each one has their own little thing. TikTok doesn't really pay out anything, though. The, what's good for TikTok is it, it gets the most exposure. Mm-hmm. You post a video on TikTok, more people will see it. And then that's uh, how it kind of spreads over to my IG or Facebook. The, those are the ones that actually pay out quite a lot. Like I'm getting about 1500 a month between those two. That's awesome. Just in like the Reels bonus pays. Mm-hmm. So I need to get my YouTube game up. For some reason, I can't get, I can't figure that algorithm out yet, but. No, you t- you've been doing YouTube shorts? Yeah, I've been, I've been, you know, they're going to do an ad split coming up in February, I think, it, mm-hmm. we talked about. So hopefully I can get get caught up by then, but. Their shorts aren't aren't doing, performing well on YouTube? No, I only got like a thousand followers. So, hey, if you're out there, come find me on YouTube, you know. <laughs> Show the support. <laughs> it's, uh, it's interesting, all these platforms changing their algorithms up to compete with TikTok. Um, I don't know. I kind of liked. YouTube, how it was YouTube, and Instagram, how it was Instagram, and all of them separate. But now they're all becoming the same. It makes it easier for us as content creators just to post the same thing across each platform, but you sort of lose that individuality in the respective platform. Yeah, yeah, I never know which video is going to perform well. Like, I'll put a video out and be like, ah, I didn't really have it that night. And then I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, shit, 80,000 views. Like, how'd that happen? But, um, yeah, you know, TikTok figured something out. I don't know what it is about that TikTok algorithm, but... You know, if you need they to kill, if you need them. to kill, you know, five, 10 minutes, like that's like the app to go to just, you're going to find yeah. something. You're going to learn some shit. Yeah, you're going to yeah. be entertained. You're going to be inspired. You're going to, all of the above are on there for sure. Yeah. And the shortest amount of uh, attention span possible. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. That's gotta be what it is. So, um, I mean, going through your socials, it's like the split is like a, a high percentage of the highlight reels pretty much. Am I right? Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, point, you yeah. have, like, you know, the pool video, I guess, is a little different and stuff. It like was different. And what's kind of funny yeah. about that is I recorded that video, like, five years ago. Oh, yeah. But I had, like, strained my calf, and I was like, I got to figure out something. I got to put something <laughs> out, man. Like, I haven't put anything out for a few weeks. And I've, yeah. 
I went and found this on my uh, iCloud storage. I'm like, oh, it's like one of your highest put performing this together, videos. and it's like, oh, damn, it took off. Yeah. Do you have any? Do you have any plans for like other styles of content other than just like the highlight videos? Yeah, you know, I think I need to find other people to work with because I'm pretty much all solo. Like, I don't have anybody who films me. I just go out there with a magnet and put it on a pole. And I'm doing everything by myself. So I'm kind of limited on what I can do. I want to kind of do some skits, you know, try to... I think I'm kind of naturally funny. Um, so I would like to kind of kind of branch off and do something like that. Um, stay tuned. We'll, we'll get there. I yeah. think it's... Uh it speaks volume, though, of what you can get done with just a phone and by yourself, too, mm-hmm. with, like, how far you have gotten. It's incredible. The yin to the yang. Definitely a team of any sort will help you transcend in a bunch of different ways. But uh, you've done a lot by yourself, man. Fucking respect to it. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a, I want to say it's a lot of work, but it's really not. It's like, uh, <laughs> that's, cool. that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Don't we all want to work less hard for yeah, yeah. success? I have, like, 15 minutes of video, and then I'm, I'm, off, I'm on the 2K, so. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> So you're into conspiracy theories, we heard? Yeah, I was, hey, so I'm, I'm watching the last video and I'm just like pulling my hair out on some of the stuff you guys are saying. Like, come on, man. You get some of this stuff, like, I think you were the most level-headed one. Him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, like, Probably. Uh, yes. What? It, be more specific. What do you well, think? Come on. You got, You don't think we went to the moon? Not the first time. If you <laughs> pull, uh, pull up, TJ, some of the videos of like the guys on the moon or... Uh, or if you watch the the interviews after of like when they're being questioned by the media about their experience and everything, you just see real timid body language and tonalities. It's almost like they're not comfortable with like the questions they're answering. So they either saw some crazy shit they don't want to talk about. Or for me, like I'm a communicator, so I study body language. I study tonalities and, and things of that nature. To me, it looked like they were lying and they were uncomfortable with telling that lie. I, don't, I think not the first time. I'm just saying I'll, I'll stand by my grounds, but uh, I'm not willing to die on any hill either. Um, bring up the actual video. Yeah. So, so you, so do you believe that we went in the future to the moon? Because a lot of those same people were in those same missions. Really, I haven't done as much uh, homework <laughs> on on mission number two and on however many those are. It's been a while though since sense. someone's been to the moon, right? Yeah. How long? Oh, it's been 40 years, 45 years now or something. Why would they stop when technology is advancing only more and more? I feel like it would be easier for people. I think there's like no like real reason to do. There's no incentive. Like, you know, like Cold War ended. Yeah, there's no. Cold War ended. And now that China's getting involved in trying to go, you see our space, you see our space program. Doing more. They're they're trying to go to Mars. At least Elon talks about it, right? Going to Mars to, um, you know, if Earth runs out of time whatever why wouldn't we the moon's closer so i feel like that could be a good place to build some stuff first although much smaller i get that you know there's a lot of risk it's expensive you know i i I would love to see us go back but you also see the nasa budget just shrink every time the congress gets together put a budget out that nasa budget shrinks they're getting less than a tenth of a penny of a tax dollar now so you know that it's it's hard to yeah people should definitely listen to or die by what i'm saying with it either no uh, that's just my personal opinion based off what i see and listening to other conspiracy theories oh, yeah. i eat that shit up it's fun yeah, it it's is fun it's fun. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Fu- it's it's fun and it's um it's easy if, if that's what you're gonna believe in then if you're if you're into conspiracy theories you you're leaning on the side where you want to believe just like if you know just like the the other side if, you, if you're gonna trust everything in the media you're gonna trust everything in the media um but I, i'd like to see a little more evidence 
and not just YouTube documentaries. Yeah, yeah, I agree <laughs> with that. The, the the more outrageous the claim, the more outrageous the evidence is that I want to see to go against it. And that's that's just kind of where I stand on it. What other conspiracy theories that we talked about or that you've studied um, do you have thoughts on? Well, man, I'm not trying to get uh, <laughs> canceled or banned for him already. Yeah. That's the first time on a podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like my bank accounts. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, let's switch gears. Um, <laughs> Who's your dream one-on-one matchup? Oh, it would probably be Jordan, right? I mean, that, that should be any anybody's, uh who has any knowledge of the game would want to go against them. I agree. This guy's looking but, at me funny because he thinks LeBron's the GOAT. How crazy is that? That's absurd. Super absurd. absurd. Absolutely absurd. You don't know anything about basketball. I know enough, bro. No, you don't. <laughs> to say that's absurd. I know Le- that LeBron has a more well-rounded game. Michael Jordan has such a stronger mindset and just willpower and all of the above. That might be in true. comparison to LeBron. Yeah, but so did Kobe. And would you say Kobe's a better player than LeBron all time? I mean, what do you think? I think Kobe is? takes LeBron's soul. I'll tell you right now, if we were in a game seven and I had to pick one of those players, I'm going with Kobe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't fair. even, you know, and I don't have Kobe in my top 10 right now. Like, I love Kobe, and I, th- well, I don't love Kobe. He's a Laker, but I, you know, I respect his game and his uh, willingness to like put everything out on the table to win. But uh, LeBron's just a loser. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, he's he's probably the second greatest loser of all time uh, behind Jerry West. Like, just doesn't come through. Doesn't but have enough to get it past the finish line. LeBron is the. Would you would you agree that he's the most talented and most skilled? I mean, maybe not skilled, but the most well-rounded and the highest he has skill the, level. He had the highest ceiling of any player to ever play. I'll give him that. Like, if he would have gotten everything out of his abilities, then, yeah, he could have been. But I, th- I think he's in his own head. Yeah. I, I think he had too much hype coming out, and I think that still like just resonates in his head, how he needs to be more than he is, and he kind of shies away from the moment because of that. Do you have your top ten memorized? Uh, no, because it always changes. Every every time I think about it, it wow. changes. But I I got Jordan up there. I got Wilt up there. I got Bill Russell in there. Um, LeBron's in my top five. I, I mean, you, he has too great of a career not to put it not to put up there. Um, yeah, Russell, Wilt, Jordan, LeBron. No Steph. Hakeem. Yeah, what about Steph? I got Steph eight or nine, like nine, eight, nine, ten somewhere around mm-hmm. there. Like I'd have to put it all on paper. And and his and he can still climb if he if he can win one or two more one or two more would he'll, be, he'll, it'd be hard to he'll argue be way up there yeah I do think he's uh, the greatest point guard of all time mm. um, unless we're counting Magic as a point guard which I, I kind of have a hard time doing because he really only played the point on the offensive end on the defensive end he would always be guarding the small forward guarding threes forward. or fours yeah. so I think it's kind of like Luca how they have to like put Luca as a point guard but like when they're doing the All Star voting and stuff I'm like come on man you're gonna you got to leave out Booker or something to put, to put Luca in, the, in that spot. Um, so yeah, I got Magic and Bird. Hakeem, I think, is uh, one of the best centers of all time. I have him above Shaq, just because I'm, I'm I, don't, I might be a little older than you guys. I'm 36, uh, but I just remember watching Hakeem just give Shaq the business. And you know, when there was the golden age of centers, you know, you had Ewing and Morning and Shaq, Olajuwon, David Robinson. Olajuwon was by far the best player of all those, like during that era. So I, I got him up there. 
But if you're 36, then that means a lot of these players in your top 10 you've never seen play. Oh, I've been watching basketball. Like, I stopped watching cartoons by the time I was six. I mean, I guess, like, so Bill, like, Bill Russell, no, but, I mean, Bill Russell, the, no, the numbers kind of... But, kinda but I'm, I'm a student of the game, man, and Bill Russell yeah. was just a winner. He would do anything it took to win. He didn't have to score. You know, the player I, I, res, I think resembles Bill Russell the most is Draymond Green. I, I think Draymond Green will do anything he has to do to win, and that's the same thing Bill Russell does. You look at his stat sheet, it doesn't come off, it doesn't pop off the thing, but... The guy's a winner, and and nobody's a better winner than Bill Russell. He got eleven rings in thirteen years. Speaking of Draymond, um, what are your thoughts on the Warriors? I know they picked it up a little bit, but what are your thoughts on their struggles right now? And what do you think is the the issue? Um, I think a lot of it has to do with our shortened training camp. You know, they sent us over to Japan for a week when everybody else was getting to like you know run their sets and figure out their rotations. So I, I think Steve Kerr is going to have to tighten up our rotations a little bit. We may have to make a move. Our, our starting unit is the best starting unit in basketball, and it's like you look at their plus minus, and it's off the charts. They're, no one's even close to them. So I, th- I still think the Warriors should be the, pr- the favorites, and uh, we'll be just fine. I think we're going to win 50 games. We'll be a top three seed, and, and no one wants to play us in the playoffs. So no. uh, Struggles, I would say, yeah, you know, our second unit's having a little bit of trouble. Our youngsters are having trouble. We have this – two timetable thing going on right now where we want to develop young people, but also like keep our, keep our vets that might not be sustainable. If we want to win one or two more, we may have to come out and make a move. Um, but Kaminga looked great the other night. So we'll we'll see how this thing goes. What do you think? Do you think the pool pool dream on altercation? How, how much effect do you think? And this is, this is a take I got. That's not going to be very liked right now, but I kind of have the idea that pool had that coming. (laughs) Like he got all that money. That's what he said too. That's what I said too. He got all that money and he's in there not taking practice seriously. That's not the Warriors. And Draymond's just like, that's not our culture. That's not Uh how we're doing things. And then he called him a donkey or whatever. And, and he flashed on him. And that's like big, that's what big brother should do. Mm -hmm. You learn a lesson. Yeah. Touch, touch the fireplace. You'll learn not to get burned again. And they're dapping each other up right now. So I think uh, it it came to an understanding and and pool's got to step it up, man. He's got to, you know, he got a huge contract. He's not playing like a max, the super max no, player right now at all. No, no, no. And I, I probably wouldn't have given him that deal. I don't know why we did. We had another year. We had his rights. We didn't have to give him that money. We could have waited. Mm-hmm. It was a bit so, premature, maybe. Yeah. But I know this. If we don't keep Draymond, our championship window's closed. Like, he's an irreplaceable player. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um When he's talked about the culture, because cert- certain sports teams, really organizations at all, your culture – Everyone has a different culture and, you know, things that they live by. And the Warriors are like the, like the Patriots, like the Bill Belichick, Brady Patriots, where exactly. you don't, you know, there's no, there's no big headlines in the news. There's no crazy stuff. It's everything's internalized. You handle things internally. And the fact that that video got out is so anti-Warriors culture. And I think it definitely probably affected, um, you know, it, it, it affected the big picture probably a little bit. I bet, though... Uh just having Steve Kerr as the coach and like the leader in the room to handle the situation who he played with the bulls, right? He punched Michael Jordan in the face. So he's been through a similar thing. And then also Phil Jackson, I'm sure is a active mentor for him still, because he's one of the greatest and leader leaders and coaches of oh, all yeah. time. So he, I'm sure they handled it right away at the root and, uh, dealt with it and they're not talking about it like we're talking about, about it oh, now yeah. weeks he al- later. He also played under Popovich, which is another culture. Yeah. Wow. Wow. The best, you know, 
culture's to play under that Spurs team. They it's winning culture. Went to the playoffs like 23 straight years. So, What do you think of Phil Jackson? Um, Great coach. Best coach? Maybe the best coach ever. Maybe I mean, 13 rings, right? Because he got two on the Nets before he was even a coach, right? Just a player on the Knicks, on sorry. The Knicks, yeah, he yeah. got a couple with the Knicks as a player. He got six and then five with the Lakers. That's nuts. I think the only other winning as coach is the Pat Beverly. Is that her name? The women's basketball coach? Oh, yeah, yeah. We don't know. With the college, <laughs> college coach? Um, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I might Sorry. be saying things completely wrong. I might be butchering things. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. Makes sense why Steve Kerr is in the position he's in too, just based off all the experience he's had. Do you play any other sports growing up? Oh yeah, growing up, I I don't even think basketball is my best sport. Like growing yeah. up, I was really into baseball. I think if I would have kind of got my grades in school and stuff, I I probably could have went pro in baseball. Switch switch hitter, second base, third really? base. Really, switch hitter? Wow. Yeah, like um. I got a couple of videos of me hitting hitting balls in the batting cage. Um, I played football. My mom just wouldn't let me play. But, like, when we would all go out at recess and stuff, I would always be quarterback, wide receiver. Like, I wasn't always this big. I used to be pretty skinny. Ran a four six forty. I was pretty quick. Wow. So, Have you thought about putting any any other, like, sports or or how that content would perform um, on your page? Yeah, I'd love to know. I'm talk- I'm one of the guys that I play ball with at the park uh, plays in an adult baseball league. So I've been thinking about once I get in a little better shape, giving that another giving that another run. But bat- like I just love bat- basketball is just like my first love. You know, like yeah. mm-hmm. I was good at baseball, I was good at football, but basketball is just like you just love playing it. It's kind of really cool. It's pretty crazy that you've had this much success, mostly just doing iPhone sh- uh, iPhone shot highlight reels. It it like. It opens up a huge window of things that you could do content-wise that people would probably eat up. You know, if people just like watching you play on a low-quality camera, right, right, like in a park, like people would eat up some like. Oh yeah, I've I actually made a video on how I shoot my video on like how to do it, like set it up, film it, edit it. But then I'm like, I can't put this out. Like I'm gonna lose my traction. <laughs> people gonna see exactly. people yeah. know how I do this. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's so easy. It's you know, and technology's gotten to a point where anybody can do this. It's yes. it's not that hard and what about teaching like uh basketball footwork or moves or handling or things of that nature? You know, there I I don't know, like I don't think I'm that good of a teacher. Like mm. I think when that it's that way for a lot of the greats, you know, like like Jordan could never coach, yeah. like Magic couldn't coach. And and I think it's like I see things that I just wouldn't be able to articulate. Like, mm-hmm. You know, like uh, like when Barry Bonds was the hitting coach in, in for the Marlins, mm-hmm. you know, he's talking to Stanton, and Stanton's like hitting 45 home runs a year. And, he, and he's like, dude, the curveball's coming. Don't swing. Like you see, he's going to throw a curveball. Just don't swing. He's like, I can't not swing. And it's just like Barry Bonds, no, just don't swing. It's like that's not how you teach somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he's just like it just came natural to him. It's not going to come natural to like other people like that. Right, right. I, I wish I could, cause, uh, but I don't know, man. That's I can relate. We um we all train jujitsu, and a lot of like explaining jujitsu, it's a lot of feeling and subtle movements. Like people call it invisible jujitsu, cause you literally can't see it. You just have to feel weight shifts, momentum shifts, things of that nature. So trying to explain that to 
people who don't speak the language is, is very difficult at times too. So I could definitely yeah. relate to what you're saying. And I don't know, like I, I can shoot from half court, like pretty seamless. Like it's just natural. Like really, I don't know how I do it. It's just a God given gift. Cause I'm not like jumping. I'm not like, I don't know where that strength is coming from in my body to just be able to effortlessly do that. Cause I'm not strong. I've never lifted a weight in my life, but for whatever reason, like I can just like pull up anywhere on the court and I don't know if it's in my wrist. Is it my core? Like, I just, I wouldn't be able to teach it. I could do it. I mean, I think just like how Steph Curry can shoot 35 foot bombs and he's small compared to, you know, yeah. these other big guys that can't shoot that with that range. It's a lot of it is muscle memory and just knowing your body so well that you know exactly how, you know, how much knee bend and how much, you know, how much wrist flick to, to shoot from that range is reps and muscle memory. I think that plays a big part in it. Yeah. Yeah. Having your whole body in sync. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to tell someone, like, hey, it has to come from your calf, through your core, up your arm, out your wrist, and it yeah. has to all be, like, tight. Like, it just has to. Well, because you're not thinking about that when you're, exactly. you Exactly. Know, subconscious. I've put up a thousand shots a day for, like, the last 20 years. So, it's like, that's just where it comes from. That's the secret just right got, there. got to get out there. Reps. What else do you like to do outside of uh, shooting hoops, watching MPA? Oh, I love eating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm What's probably going to go eat right now. <laughs> What's your favorite food? <laughs> um... Dude, so like I, they had a, uh, I did a Reddit AMA a few weeks back, and I, I, someone asked me what's my favorite food, and I was just like, I was eating some Jack in the Box tacos, and I said that, and then all these comments come in about how they order their Jack. Like, did you know you can get extra cheese on a Jack in the Box taco? <laughs> like that changed my life. Like, and then DoorDash, so like, <laughs> like I just I mix it up, man. I'll go to Popeyes, um, In and Out Burger, you know, Cali. And uh, just fast food, pasta, all that. I'm curious, um, on TikTok, like, body positivity, the body positivity community is really, like, big. Do you get any of those people seeping into your videos at all? Oh, people are always talking shit. But but I mean, like, people that, like, on on supportive or, you know, talking shit. But, like, both sides. Yeah, a little bit. I I don't want to hear that, though. Yeah. Because I know what I'm doing is wrong. Like, I know I shouldn't be eating yeah. extra cheese jack-in-the-box tacos, but I do <laughs> it. Um, and I know if I want to lose weight, I shouldn't be eating that. So I don't need someone to come and tell me, oh, you know, you're you're big, but it's, like, it's fine. Like, it's not it's not fine. You know, like, I don't believe that. There, there's a, especially because I know how to lose weight. Like, I've lost weight. So it's like, no, it's just discipline and, and eating healthy if I want to not look like this. But I just don't mind looking like this. So it's it's all about self-awareness and what you want to do at the yeah. end of the day. That's yeah, the only yeah. thing that matters. I mean, there may be people out there that just are stuck being big, but I don't know. Don't give me none of that. If you enjoy yeah. your life, though, more power to it. That's Yeah, that's that's, that's where I'm at right now. I mean, hell yeah. I love these jack-in-the-box tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Especially got these monster tacos now. They're, like, fucking huge. <laughs> do you cook? Um... Yeah, I cook. I actually got some cooking videos on there, making like fried rice and. Um, no, I got two. I got two kids, so yeah, I'm cooking every night, mm-hmm. and I, and I try to. A oh. that. they call that a, a mocajete. Yeah, they put it all in the. Are you the bowl. are you teaching your kids how to uh, ball up like you do? I wish. Not into it. Um, no, my uh, my daughter doesn't want no part of it, and she hates when I watch my videos. I like <laughs> to watch them with me. Um, hey. Now she's not. She hasn't been uh, very uh, 
supportive. My my son's really young, and um, so he's not ready yet. Hopefully, he'll come around. But one of the reasons I started recording these videos is because he was uh, he's four now, but when he was two, he was diagnosed <laughs> with uh, autism. So I, I was able to leave my old job at the uh, at the orchard. I, I don't think I'm allowed to say the company I was working for, but they're like a big technology company. And um, I left there because uh, I had to take care of my son. You know, he, there's no COVID happens and there's no daycare open. So I got to take care of him. And when my wife gets home, I go out and play basketball. So, um, you know, but he's had a lot of improvements. He's getting a lot of therapies and stuff. And he's actually made a lot of uh, progress. Um, so ho- hopefully I can get him on the court one day. But yeah. until then, it's just me. Yeah. Um, I think that's like, I think a lot of people when they're stuck at home, whether they're, you know, you're taking care of a kid or COVID stuff or like things like that. Um, a lot of people didn't know what to do. And are you kind of saying like you kind of started doing the content stuff because you were at home and you, um, Oh, pulling my hair out. Yeah. COVID sucks. Exactly. Everyone's just at home doing nothing. Yeah. That's not me. Yeah. You gotta do something. And that's a good example. It's a good example. If you're at home and you're, you're saying you're bored, you shouldn't be bored. You could do what this guy did and make a video on your iPhone. And now he's, you know, the the only people who say they're bored are boring people. Like there's always something to go to. There's always something. Like I hear people saying like, Oh, you live in Runner Park. That must be like the most boring town. It's like, no man, we can do it. I got everything here. Yeah. I'm, I'm two hours away. I can go snow skiing. I can go to the beach. I can go to the city. Like we got everything out here. Mm -hmm. So, Airport right here. You could fly to Vegas or wherever the hell you want to. Pretty quick and easy. It's quicker than SFO or Oakland, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love yeah. this area too, man. Yeah, I'm not going nowhere. Sonoma County. Sonoma County. Represent. 707. Yeah, we were just in Vegas, and it was like, it's just, it's just crazy going to these other places that have, there's just a lack of beauty. <laughs> it's like, it's. Uh, for sure. You, uh, like with Vegas, I noticed you look out from the highway and you see the town, the strips, and then you just see nothing like just, just mountains far out. And then when you drive down the one one in Santa Rosa or Roner park and you look to your right or left, you do see mountains, but then there's also like trees of all si- different sorts. Like just the amount of beauty, it's not even comparable. Oh, vineyards, um, yeah, it's, it's beautiful out here, man. Yeah. That. Vegas was kind of a shithole with just some nice, nice strips right in the middle of it. But it, everywhere on the outside of that surface is like, Ooh, this place is rough. <laughs> That's yeah. really all you can make of it. I know. Last time I was in Vegas, I told my car and had to rent a car to get home. Like you know, you you drive by, you go down the strip, and all you see is uh, signs for uh, insurance lawyers. I'm like, why right. are there so yeah. many? Yeah. Why <laughs> yeah. are there so many signs for these insurance lawyers? And then I some car fucking t bones me. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yep, big red flags. <laughs> Sex, drugs, rock and roll is 24 <laughs> hours. So fucking, of course, some trouble is gonna come from that. <laughs> Well, right on, man. Anything else you guys want to cover? What do you guys think? Um, you want to plug your your yeah all your stuff, your podcast, and all that. Oh yeah, check me out. So it's Mitchell Meal. Um, I just launched my new website, neighborhoodbucket.com. Go check that out, and you know, link to all my different social media platforms there. And just uh, you know, come support me. I got some merch coming out pretty soon, and and check these guys out, man. Spitballers. When I first saw that, I was like, what spitballers? What is this? Some kind of like. We're just underground porn thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, brain just kidding. <laughs> so. That is great. That is great. No, thank you, man, for com- or thank you for coming, man. This was really awesome, and uh, 
fun to talk just fucking content and creativeness and, and leveraging social media platforms. Hey, it's, man, I love it here, man. We should definitely it. get a collab going. Yeah, sure. yeah, we'll get some. Definitely. Cl- I'm right down the street, man. Yeah, Let's do it. we do it. definitely should for sure. We'll come back and look at this and be like, this is where it started. Yeah. That's right cool. on. Yeah. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Mitchell Meal, Neighborhood Buck- Buckets, we appreciate it. Uh, peace, everyone. See you guys soon.